0: Welcome to episode 76 of Take Heart. I'm so glad you're here. If something that we have mentioned in the podcast has encouraged you, can you do us a favor? And if you listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, can you leave us a review? You can find all of our information about our newsletter, resources, and a transcript of this episode on our website at takeheartspecialmoms.com. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Carrie M. Holt today, and this month we're talking about the lies that we believe as special needs moms. Make no mistake, my friend, we are in a spiritual battle because when we believe certain things, it then affects our decisions, our behavior, and repeated behavior becomes our habits. Ephesians 6 reminds us, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. In the Garden of Eden, God created perfect harmony and relationship between Adam and Eve, but also between Adam and Eve and God. He walked with them and talked with them. But when Satan came in, he caused them to doubt God's goodness for them, and he has been doing it ever since. Today is about believing the lie that God is not good and that his plans are not good for us. While I was pregnant with our son, Toby, after we learned about his spina bifida, I began to read a book about different parts to that diagnosis, and my son was born with something called a II malformation in the brain. And basically, in layman's terms, that just means that certain parts of the brain are not normal shaped and not normally sized. It listed a bunch of symptoms in this book about something called a Chiari crisis. These were things like a weak cry, um, strider, which is making noise when you're breathing, apnea, whether that's like a central apnea controlled by the rain, or airway, obstructive apnea in the airway feeding and swallowing disorders, reflux, and lastly, failure to thrive or like gain weight. It talked about how some of these infants will have evidence of vocal cord paralysis and possibly also need a tracheostomy. So I was fairly familiar with a trach and a ventilator and a feeding tube because our closest friend's oldest son was the same age as our oldest son, about four years old at the time, and he had all of those things. I had a small glimpse into how difficult that life was, and I knew I didn't want it. So after reading about this Chiari crisis, I began to pray while I was still pregnant that our son would not have this. I prayed very hard and long about that. But then after he was born, he went into respiratory failure, and all the things that were listed in that book about a Chiari crisis happened to my baby and it was devastating. At the time, I feel like I accepted it very quickly because we just had to, we were forced to. We were in the ICU, we were having to make life altering decisions for our baby on a daily basis, and I really didn't have much time to grieve. We had our medically fragile baby in the hospital and our two toddler boys at home, and I didn't really have time to process it and life just moved on. Through the years, I would tell that story to people, and I would tell how I read that book, and I would say how good God was that He had prepared me ahead of time for those things. And I sincerely believe He did. I know you've heard me say this before that I'm one of these people who like to know what to expect. And I believe God took that into account, and that He did prepare my heart for what was going to come, that I wasn't completely surprised when our son had a Chiari crisis. But through the years, I have not been able to tell that story without a lot of tears and emotion. Now, that's not uncommon for me, but one of the things that I've learned about the lies that we believe and the trauma that we live through and processing our stories is that we need to pay attention to the stories that you cannot tell without strong emotions or just the visceral response in your body, because your body holds memory. Last fall, after realizing this, and after some probing questions from a mentor of mine, was when I truly realized that I had not grieved that truly down deep in my soul. And deep down in my soul, I felt betrayed by God. I believed that he had done me wrong, and in some ways that he couldn't be trusted, That I didn't need to pray for what I wanted because he already has his mind made up and he's going to say no anyway. And honestly, my prayer life in some ways has not been as consistent as it should be because I have believed the lie that God has betrayed me because he answered my prayers as no over 15 years ago related to this situation. So how do we recognize the lies that we are believing and don't worry, I'll get back to my story in just a few minutes. But how do we recognize the lies? Adam Young, in his podcast, The Place We Find Ourselves, discusses these as agreements that we make in episode 43. And I would really encourage you to go and listen to that episode, and I'll put a link in the show notes. So one of the ways that we can recognize these lies, or agreements that we've made is that we need to look to our places of trauma and heartache, a place where you were betrayed or you felt betrayed, that you felt orphaned, widowed, or hurt. What do those things cause you to believe about yourself and about God? In those moments when things are not processed properly, we make these agreements or we are young and we don't have the the mind capacity to process these things. And so we start to believe certain things about ourselves or about the world to avoid future pain and to protect ourselves. So one of the ways that you can recognize the lies that you might be believing is to look to those places of trauma or heartache. Secondly, pay attention to the things that you say repeatedly, the things that come to life, maybe when you're in an argument or a conflict or when pain comes up. These things that are coming up over and over again have roots into usually pain and heartache and can help give you some clues about the things that you believe about yourself or others. Lastly, I would encourage you to pay attention to the places in your heart or that don't seem to change or behaviors that you're stuck in. Maybe it's that you're not able to put your phone down. Or you don't feel like you should take time for self-care because you don't deserve it. Maybe on the flip side, it's eating a lot of sweets because you've had a hard day and you deserve it because you've been through some hard things and it's your way of escaping. So I want to mention several resources that I have been using in the last couple of years to dive into my story of origin and also to gain the tools to recognize the lies and then also to combat the lies that I believe. I've already mentioned Adam Young's podcast, but in episodes 41 through 47, he talks about spiritual warfare. And it's really accessible, meaning he puts it in terms that are explainable. And I think when you listen to it, you'll go, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is some things that I have been believing. They are truly fantastic. Another podcast, and again, I'll put these links in the show notes, is the Allender Center podcast by Dr. Dan Allender. And then there's also a book called Redeeming Heartache um, by Dr. Dan Allender and Kathy Lowersol, Loor- And also a book called To Be Told. Um, it's about writing your story of origin and looking into some of the pain and heartache, um, even from your childhood. And that book and the workbook that goes with it was also written by Dr. Dan Allender. Um, Lastly, I'd like to mention that the Allender Center also offers story workshops that can help you work through these stories of trauma, pain, and heartache. And then some of the agreements and the lies that we believe out of that pain and heartache um, and how to work through that. So how did I work through that lie that I had been betrayed by God because he did not answer my prayer? First of all, I had to be willing to pay attention to my body And these strong feelings that were coming up, the grief that would come up every time I told that story, I will tell you, it is not easy to dive into our pain and grief. And sometimes we do have to go backward to move forward. I do not agree with the quote that we should never live in the past because sometimes going into the past and digging into our stories are necessary for healing. So pay attention to your body and pay attention to the reoccurring themes and the things that you say and the thoughts that you have. Maybe sometimes it's not even coming out of your mouth, but it's the reoccurring thoughts and beliefs um, that are in your mind. And then secondly, be willing to dive into your past um, to write out your story. Maybe you're not a writer, but it's better to say it, but honestly, through all of the story training that I've been through and the podcast that I've listened to, it is really important to write out your story, not in a disconnected way, but like you're in that moment with your emotions. Um, this, the study, the To Be Told study, talks about using your five senses. Um, what did you hear, see, smell, feel, or even taste in those moments? And again, I would encourage you if you want to dive into this deeper um, to reach out to me through email and I will help you if I can, but also to visit those resources that I've mentioned already. Sometimes this rewriting does take several times. A lot of times we just will narrate a story and we don't really put ourselves in the middle of it with our emotions. And so it does take some time and willing to process this. Thirdly, I think it is important for us to be willing to admit what we're actually feeling. Um admitting and naming what we're feeling that I that I felt betrayed and being willing to grieve um those feelings of betrayal even though I know God in my mind I know that God cannot betray me in my heart that's what I was feeling because he did not answer my prayer in the way that I wanted. I will tell you that I sang, I wrote out scripture I read the Psalms. I cried and prayed. And then fourthly, the last step is to share your story with a counselor, a mentor, or someone who has been trained to help you process um, your pain, to process your story. I mentioned those resources earlier. And one of the big resources is the Allender Center um, has story workshops in the spring and in the fall. Where you can bring a, a story of pain, and there are very amazing, well trained counselors and people who have also been trained through the Allender Center um, to help you process these stories of pain. So, those are just four ways that I worked through this lie. Um, and lastly, just allow God to meet you in your grief and to show you. Uh, how he is there for you, and to show you how much he cares for you. So when I finally was just grieving through this story, um, it led me to scripture, and it led me to this truth that, yes, even though he did not give me the answer to my prayer the way I wanted, it didn't mean that he wasn't there and that that he didn't care, and it doesn't mean that he doesn't have a plan, have a plan for you and have a plan for me. You know, God is omniscient, and that's just a fancy word that means He knows everything, and that He exists in the past, present, and future. He sees all, and like we've talked about before on this podcast, He's weaving a tapestry. We only see the back of the tapestry with the threads and the loose, um, the the colors that don't seem to mix together, but He sees the front and the perfect, beautiful creation that He is making. Have you ever wondered about how God knew, if God is omniscient, he knew that Adam and Eve would sin. He knew what the effects of sin would look like because he can see into the future. He also knew that he would have to send his only son, Jesus, to die and suffer an excruciating death on the cross. Yet he still chose it. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And the verse before that says, If God is for us, who can be against us? And the verse after says, Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. If God loves me that much, if God loves you that much that he still chose the path to create man, Knowing that he would sin and knowing the sacrifice that it would require, I can trust him. And for the very first time as I process the story, those truths sink into my heart, and I pray that they sink into your heart today. Sam Crabtree says in his book, Practicing Affirmation, he, meaning Jesus, did not spill his blood for the church because she was worth it. His blood spilled for her establishes her worth and i want you to know that you are worthy today that you have worth and value and do not believe the lies that the devil tries to tell you that you don't he desires a relationship with you and me sometimes we may not always understand the reason why our prayers are answered the way that they are but i can promise you that his grace is sufficient and i have seen many ways that he has able to use this path the road less traveled of a trach, a ventilator, and a feeding tube for his glory. But I can't go into it into the podcast today because it would take too long. In closing, I would just like to ask you, what lies are you struggling with today? What hurt or pain do you need to grieve? Will you take one small step towards healing today? And I want to close with words from a song that have helped me and my grief to continue to go back to God and take my griefs and take the lies that I've believed to him because he's a loving heavenly father who has his arms wide open and he wants you to run to him. I've carried a burden for far too long. I wasn't created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation to let it all go. I see it now. I'm laying it down. And I know that I need you. You saw my condition. Had a plan from the start. Your son for redemption. The price for my heart. I don't have a context for that kind of love. I don't understand. I can't comprehend. All I know is I need you may I encourage you with the chorus of this song. I run to the Father, I fall into grace, I'm done with the hiding, no reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend, so I'll run to the Father again and again and again and again. May you run to the Father today with all that's in your heart And lay the lies down that you're believing about yourself and about God. Grieve them and allow Him to replace those lies with the truth. Amen.